from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. Jeremy Harrell. Hey, man, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Live from America. This is part two of the day here on August 18th, Wednesday, August 18th. Year of our Lord 2021, you are watching live from America, and I am your ever so humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host. We are live on Rumble. We are not live on YouTube because we're suspended again. Can I get an amen? We are live on Roku. We are live on Firestick, and of course, you can listen to the podcast at iHeartRadio, many other podcast uh, platforms except for Anchor and Spotify because banned from there too, and Facebook, and the list goes on and on and on. But when all else fails, you can always go to Jeremy Harrell, 2rs2ls.com, and you will never, ever, ever lose sight of your favorite show on digital TV and on social media, which is live from America, because we are one big happy family here. And I know that a lot of you are feeling down right now. I know a lot of you are feeling hurt. I know the images of what I showed you earlier on this morning show were rough. I get that. I've been feeling the same thing you guys have all day, but I have I have some word for you today through the gospel that I think will make you feel a lot better. But before we get there, let's say hello to some people that are joining us via social media. Because it's more like just ringing back home. Because all, all of us feel like family. Um, Darkest Before the Dawn says, Nelly, good good, uh, good analogy. Carly Reynolds, good to see you. Um, Rival, 78, Nebraska in the house. Rival Designs is in the building. Make sure you go there for your nobody cares button. Rivaldesigns.com. We've got Rebecca Hurla, finally made it to a live, been busy at the Creation Museum, praying for our nation. Met you down there at uh, in Kentucky, girl, and I just want to say God bless you, and thank you very much for uh, for just being you. For just being you and for working there too. You're, you're part of bringing a lot of people a lot of hope. Angel Girl 53 says, Evening, Jeremy. Deb Yoakum from Tennessee is in the building. How you doing, Deb? Good to see you. Alicia Wida, Denise 9904. They just announced a third jab needed by September. I'm done with that. Well, good for you. Good for you. Rival says, Rumble up, people. You know what that means? That means hit that plus sign and do not be afraid to counterpunch with more shares than you're used to. To get this video far and wide. How you doing? Joe Bo is in the building. Farm Girl 05 says, hey, Corn Pop. I love it when people are talking to each other in the chat and not just to me. It lets you know how close this family really is. Adam from Utah or Nelly Tight, uh, as his handle is. Uh, Michelle Groff says, hey, hey, watching from South Jersey. Good to see you, Michelle. Thank you for joining in. Uh, Trump won, including Michigan, says Maggie 30. Hello, Jeremy. Thanks for the Swamp Donkey sticker, Robert and Angie. God bless you. I'm glad that you got that. I'm sure hundreds, well, not hundreds, but a couple hundred people got those over the last couple weeks. Bobby Driver says, yes, I'm depressed, but Jeremy makes it better. All glory to God, my friend. And Makisha says, shopping today, but lots of masks. Lots of masks. We'll just go home, take the mask off, if you're wearing one, and shop at PatriotFoods.com and MyPillow.com. You know that promo code. No, I'm just kidding. Carver45 says, let's make a difference. Kentucky here, I think we are. And Carla says, hey, Jeremy, hope I'll get to come see you in Cartersville. We would love to see all of y'all. 
We'd love to see all y'all. Mark Smith from Rockford, Michigan. Hello. Awesome show, Jeremy. Thanks, brother. I appreciate that. And uh, one more shout out here. Let's give it to, uh, let's see, MD Norton. Michelle from Atco is in the building. How you doing, Michelle? Good to see you. God bless you and thank you very much. I'd like to give you guys a few reminders. On Friday, the 5 p.m. show, we will have uh, Captain Deplorable. Probably the best Trump impersonator out there, and I'd like to have him on as a regular guest to get the perspective of Donald Trump on what happened as we recap the week every Friday at 5 p.m. I think that's going to be a great uh, addition to the show. Also, the show, Live from America, makes its debut on Real America's Voice News. If Whether you have the app, whether you're watching it on Pluto TV or Dish TV or, or, or Roku or Fire Stick, whether you watch it through americasvoice.news, I ask all of you at 10 p.m. Eastern Time next Monday to tune in and watch Live from America because it's going to be incredible, and I want to just show them what this Live from America family is all about. And also, a quick reminder that we will be in South Carolina and Georgia coming up on the Save America Freedom Tour, and we're going to be doing a lot of... Uh, of educating, we're going to be doing a lot of listening. We're going to give you the microphone and put the camera on you and let you tell the world what you feel is going on with this country from your lips to the ears of everybody listening and to the eyeballs of everybody watching, unedited, like they would do on CNN or Fox News or any other place. The entire reason behind this is to get you a voice. To give you a voice that everybody else is trying to squander and hold down. That's the whole point of these of these uh, these tours. And to, and to revitalize and give some hope. Maybe give some hope to the church. Maybe give some hope to the pastors. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, change some lives or change some directions, whether it be towards God or towards uh, public, you know, uh, public, uh, we don't like to call them politicians, right? Public service. Public service. We're, we're done with politicians just like we're done with the GOP. You know what I mean? Um, thank you. I appreciate that. Somebody said I was inspiring. No, you guys are inspiring. I'll tell you what, getting to 8,000 people live on Rumble every night or every time we go live, that's inspiring because that's just Rumble. That doesn't include all the other, I I just monitor Rumble mostly because it's the largest social media platform that we have. So, um, all right guys, I want to read from Jesus Calling tonight, but I really want to focus on something that I want you to, to, a conversation that I had today. And uh, God has been really speaking to me and through me in a lot of ways lately. I got to tell you, I have given everything to, I've given every bit of my soul to God. I have welcomed the Holy Spirit inside me like never before. And I really feel that God is, uh, is speaking to me and through me. And I got to tell you a conversation that I had today. But before we do that, let's read from Jesus Calling. Since I am the living word, affirming your trust in my promises is an excellent way to draw near me. As you bask in the beauty of my presence, you may find yourself wanting to praise me. Do not restrain that holy impulse. Do not. If you feel... I gotta stop right there for a minute. I gotta stop right there for a minute. I went home today for lunch. And when I got home today for lunch, nobody was at the house. (laughs) And, uh... I was like, okay, I'll make some lunch. Got some, got a little bit of time to, to, to do some work for tonight's show and and uh, do some research, make some phone calls, and get back to some people. And uh, I'm sitting there making a uh, I'm making a hot dog actually in the microwave. Yeah, what a good lunch, right? And I immediately just dropped to my knees in the middle of the kitchen and started bawling. Now I know a lot of you probably don't want to hear that. Yeah, yeah, Jeremy, we don't want to hear that. But 
I dropped to my knees and started bawling, thinking of the people. Those, that, the, those images from earlier of those girls screaming for help and, and, and knowing what's coming for them. I dropped to my knees and I just started bawling. But I didn't start bawling because of the bad in the world. I started bawling because of what good can be used to fix it all. I started bawling because of the mercy that's there. I started bawling because of the blessings that are coming that we just don't see. And I started bawling because there is somebody to turn to who can help us all. Every one of us. That's why I start. I just dropped right to my knees. So if you and 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 it just says, do not restrain that holy impulse. If you feel that impulse to drop to your knees, by God, drop to your knees. It doesn't matter if you're in the, on a sidewalk. It doesn't matter if you're at work. Show the world exactly who we're supposed to be worshiping. That's the key here, folks. I never shy away from being as loud and as proud as I can about my love for God. And then it says, while you are worshiping me, new hope will grow within you. And that's coming from John 1.1, which says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Also from Psalm 42.5, which says, Why are you in despair, O my soul? And why have you become disturbed with me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise Him from the help of His presence. Mm, Powerful stuff, folks. Powerful stuff. Now let me talk to you real quick. These times that we're going through right now, these trying times that are bending the will of the people, that are bending the patience of the people, that are bending people, physically, literally, bending people to where they can't just take it anymore. Those are the times that the followers of Christ wait for. And I honestly believe there's a couple things here that nobody's talking about that I want to shed some light on, okay? A couple things that, some, that, that peop, nobody's talking about. Number one, do you remember the story of Paul, who previously uh, was named Saul? He was on his way to Damascus. Jesus appeared in front of him, blinded him with the holy light, and almost like a light switch, within one day, Paul became one of the most important figures in the Bible, writing two-thirds of the New Testament. Went from killing Christians to turning people towards God, turning people towards Christ, all within a matter of no time at all. Nothing, nobody could have done that but the power of Christ, okay? Also, look at the 12 disciples. God picked 12 outsiders that nobody would have counted on, and he changed the world, that nobody would have picked, that nobody would have given a second look at. Jesus directed Jesus, directed by Father in Heaven, found 12 people that, that, that you would have thought would be the last person, people that you would pick to change the world, and he did it. Now, I'm going to tell you something else. I truly believe that this freshman class of Christians, myself included, and so many of you who have come to Christ or come back to Christ, I believe that this freshman class is what I'm calling them, new Christians. I believe that God did what he, God is doing to millions, what he did with Paul, which was one. I believe this is happening right now. And these are the times that Christians are supposed to wait for, and these are the times that we that, that God gives us. These are opportunities. These are this is a blessing. All of this bad that's going on in the world really means nothing, folks. All of this bad that's going on in the world right now really means nothing. Because outside of God, there is nothing. 
So these are the opportunities that God gives us to bring people to Christ. People are going to God or going back to God at a, at a rate that we've never seen before. And we need to look at this and say, okay, we have an opportunity here to bring people to Christ. We have an opportunity to spread the gospel where we didn't have two years ago. We didn't have five years ago. And I believe that God is using this freshman class of Christians because the, 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 the people that grew up with it, the people that have had it in their lives their whole lives, it's kind of become routine for them, and there was no, there was no, and I'm not trying to criticize people who have been Christians for a long time or people who have been practicing for a long time. I'm talking about Christianity and the church as a whole needed a jolt, and I believe God is doing to millions of people what He did with Paul, but millions at one time, and it's starting to really bubble to the top, and you're starting to see Christianity explode, and not just Christianity, just. Because I don't even like to label it like that. It is God's love. It is God's mercy. Don't call it what you want. That's God. That's God through Jesus Christ. We are saved. And that is given to us by God. And these are the times, folks. These are the times not to go, I can't take it anymore. We don't do that. These are the times to go, hey, this is an opportunity to go out there and find the lost. This is the opportunity to go out there and find the people that are down, hurt, struggling, destroyed. Lift them up. Pull them up and show them the beauty of God. Show them the light of God. Show them the gospel. And having said that, folks, I'd like for you to all please join with me and say the Lord's Prayer before we get started tonight. <clears throat> Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. I'm using this time, folks. I'm using this time. I'll carry crosses. I'll bear them. I'll do whatever I can to help. I am giving my life every bit of it. To what God wants me to do. And that's why I'm not running for office right now. Because this is where God wants me. I prayed, I prayed, I prayed. I did everything I could. I prayed about it. God said, no. Go be a fisher of men. And at the same time, draw closer to me. Amen? Amen. I need some coffee after that one. I need a coffee after that one. All right, folks, you ready to get in the first and foremost section? we got a special guest tonight, so I want to make sure that we hammer some stuff home that needs to be said, talk about things that need to be talked about, and make sure that we further our agenda so that today, at the end of today, we are one step closer to, to victory and, and, to, and to really bringing God back in this country and restoring the beauty of this country. Amen? All right, first and foremost section of today, another way to fight back is doing exactly what our good friend Scott Pressler is doing. And I'm going to tell you, Scott Pressler is out there day in and day out going from state to state to state. What is he doing? He's out there getting people registered. He's out there educating people. He's out there giving hope. He's out there giving uh, some kind of, some kind of um, uh, jolt that these, that these counties need, that these states need, some kind of support. To show them this is how you can fight back. And everywhere he goes, people greet him at the bus stop. They greet him at the train station. They greet him at his hotel. He's loved because he is so genuine. I've met Scott a few times, had a few conversations with him. I love the guy. I think he's great. But something that he did changed the course of a state. And just with a little thing. 
And he's doing it all over, and I can tell you what it is. Today on Instagram, he posted something beautiful, and it said, I have great news, with a hashtag, the persistence. I have great news, he says. Republican Ryan Fazio won a special election for Connecticut State Senate. Connecticut, ladies and gentlemen. Liberal, liberal-topia. Okay, I live in the middle, I live in New England. Connecticut's not too far south of me. But not only did Republican Ryan Fazio win a special election for the Connecticut State Senate, he flipped the seat from blue to red. Flipped the seat from blue to red. And here's the crazy thing. Just this last election, the presidential election, this suburban district voted overwhelmingly, folks, overwhelmingly, almost two, uh, almost uh, two-thirds of the vote, overwhelmingly voted for Biden in 2020. And this is the grade that they've given him seven months later, eight months later. This is the, gr- this, this is the one that they've given to him. This is the grade. F, Joe Biden. You get an F from the people of Connecticut. What a wonderful thing. And Scott has a lot to do with that. Scott has a lot to do with that. He registered so many voters in that area. To get, to get out there, and I just want to say, Scott, great job, man. Great job, and it's another form of standing up. It's another form of fighting, and I just I think it's incredible. I think it's incredible, and people like that inspire me every single day. When we're going out there winning special elections and turning them from blue to red, folks, 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 uh, is there anything better? Is there anything better than that? It's a great, uh, it's a great accomplishment that, that Scott and others... Are, are, are really doing out there, and I don't think, and, and you know, Scott's a pretty modest guy, I don't know if you guys know Scott, he's a pretty modest guy, he wouldn't go around and say, yeah, we're responsible for this, and we're responsible, he, or I'm responsible for this, and, and, and I'm responsible for that, no, he lumps everybody together like we do here on this family, and he says, look what we did, look what we accomplished, so Scott Pressler, shout out to you, great job, great job Connecticut, flipping those seats from blue to red, let's keep it going, let's keep getting involved, and if you guys want to do what Scott does, reach out to him, you can reach out to him even on Instagram, uh, direct message, and he does get back to you, he's good at that, so way to go Scott, love you buddy, love you. Now before we get to the next topic, which is going to be the Dumb Dumb Award, we're going to take a quick break, we're going to highlight some great stuff, and we're going to be right back with more Live from America, right after this folks. The majority of produce brands you're buying in your local stores is imported produce, and it's putting the American farmer out of business. Patriot Foods is fighting back by providing U.S.-only produce. Choosing the Patriot Foods brand is how you can support the American farmers, families, and our service men and women. Patriot Foods has family that has fought in the two major world wars. We strongly believe in your patriotism and your willingness to do what's right for your country. We need your help. Please join the fight and demand your country's brand in your local stores. We thank you and salute you. All right, welcome back to Live from America. I do have an update from this morning, a show, or I mean a topic that we talked about this morning with that uh, school who was not letting special ed children outside. Uh, We got a lot of people that emailed, and we got some return emails from the school. And they're saying that all kids are going out for recess and all kids are going out for lunch. And that that letter did not go out to all parents. But it really only pertained to one classroom, not the whole school. 
Long story short is the response that we're getting from the school is that all kids are now all kids are going outside, no kids left behind, and that's good news. Now we're also I've also heard from uh, some people's responses that they never sent out the letter. I have the letter. I have the letter. I have the letter sent to me from somebody who got it in the mail. <laughs> so the letter went out, but I think that the, the, I think the public outcry stopped that from happening real quick. So whether that was us or whether that was somebody before us, long story short, you guys getting involved right from home makes a big, huge difference. So God bless you, and thank you for for reaching out and uh, everybody sending me their responses back. The responses were pretty boilerplate. They were pretty much the same all the way through. So it looks like some there was some copy and pasting going on, but I get that when you're sending out a whole bunch of emails. You just, that's exactly what you do if it's if it's pertaining to the same thing. The point of the, the the moral of the story and the point here that I'm trying to bring home is that all kids are going outside for recess and all kids are getting mask breaks. They shouldn't be wearing the things anyway. But it sounds like to me that they got caught with their little hands in the cookie jars, with their little hands in the mask jars, and then was like, ooh, wait a minute, whoa, 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 there's a camera in here. Eesh. I don't want to do that. So either way, as long as kids are going outside, I don't care what he said, she said, who said, that said. All I care about is the kids. So great job, Patriots. All right, we got a Dumb Dumb Award. <laughs> we got a Dumb Dumb Award to give away. Now, one thing that we do here on Live from America, if you're new to the show, is we like to go rhino hunting. What do you mean, Jeremy? What do you mean rhino hunting? What is, what is rhino hunting? Well, rhino hunting is where we go and we look for rhinos that have been hiding in the bush. No longer are we, as conservatives, going to be tricked by somebody that says, I'm a Republican. Nope. Too many Democrats have infiltrated the Republican Party, which pretty much makes up the entire GOP. The grand old party, full with uniparty uniparty officials and rhinos who are really Democrats. We're not playing that game no more. We're vetting people from now on. Now, I've seen a lot of big-named people, a lot of blue check-marked uh, people in, pol- in the political world highlight Kevin Kiley from California, pushing Kevin Kiley as a candidate for governor in the recall election over somebody like Larry Elder. Now I know there was some I know there was some hoopla around what Larry Elder said about the election and believing it was stolen or not. Larry Elder's got his own issues, but I think the man has proven himself over the years of who he really is. Well, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> I have a video to show you about Kevin Kiley, and I'm not saying the guy's a rhino or not, but why he's getting the Dumb Dumb Award of the day today is because of how he handled getting basically ambushed by a reporter when he wasn't ready, and his response to this reporter, which made him look even more guilty than he already is from the accusations that the reporter's making against him. So Kevin Kiley, for the way you responded, or lack thereof, you get... The Dumb Dumb Award. And it's going right in the rhino bucket, just in case you turn out to actually be a rhino. But judging from the video that I'm about to show you, it's not looking good for him on not being a rhino. So this is coming from an, uh, um, a message sent to me on Instagram, so it's not going to fit the screen correctly. But you'll get the gist of it. Here we go. Check this out. Oh, hold on. So you can't tell me why you voted for mail-in ballots when that's what destroyed our fa- the fabric of our country? 
So you filed a lawsuit against Newsom, and one of your your things was you didn't like the fact that he had so much overreach to include the to include the uh, the elections, and then you vote yes on on AB eight sixty. I'm gonna play this again, so you can see the beginning. So you can't answer. Got it. Assemblyman Kylie, would you like to tell me why you voted yes on AB eight sixty? So you can't tell me why you voted for mail-in ballots when that's what destroyed our fa the fabric of our country? So you filed a lawsuit against Newsom, and one of your, your things was you didn't like the fact that he had so much overreach to include the, to include the, uh, the elections, and then you vote yes on, on AB 860. So you can't answer. Got it. There you go, folks. That is what he did. What you just saw in that video is exactly what Democrats and rhinos do. It's, it's, it's a matter of public record whether you voted for it or not, and apparently this woman knew exactly what she was talking about, AD860. He voted for it. He voted for mail-in ballots and then ran away. He had no problem answering her when she said, Excuse me, Assemblyman Ky uh, Kevin Kylie." He goes, Yes, ma'am. And then she said, she proceeded to talk about voting for AB860. And what did he do? I don't have time right now. And then walked away. And then one of his guys came up, got stood in front of her, and he walked away, like all smug, button his jacket. Look, I don't, I don't know much about the guy. I really don't. If I had to vote today, I would probably vote for. If I had to vote for anybody, I'd probably vote for Larry Elder. Actually, I know I would vote for Larry Elder. Okay, just because of his proven track record over the years, regardless of an interview that some say is altered, some say is not. Uh, either way, you're in a you're in a rock between a hard place, but you should, but <laughs> you got to stand up for what you believe. One way, regardless, that right there was not standing up. That right there was not standing up for what you believe. Because if you voted for mail-in ballots, then you should stand up and say, "Hey, I voted for mail-in ballots." You should say that. Hey, I voted for mail-in ballots, folks. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. And this is the guy, this is somebody, this is somebody who could actually win for, win a gun, win, win this, win, he could win the recall. But you should know this about him. You should know this about him. Um, for some reason, the program that I had pulled up to invite our guest in tonight crashed, as usual, <laughs> with stuff like this. Uh, so I'm just going to send her another invite real quick. So just bear with me. Bear with me real quick. There we go. Send her another invite. Boom. Make sure that we have things tight tonight because I want to make sure that we that we all can uh, can see and hear when we ask these questions. Long story short, folks, you, you don't run away from stuff like that. That is not something that you just run away from. You answer the question. If you voted for that bill... For mail-in ballots, explain why you voted for it. The last thing you do is say, I don't have time, and then walk away. That's the last thing you do. And from now on, you have my word and the word of so many other people that we are going to find out exactly who you are before you get our vote from now on. You're not just going to say, I'm a Republican, a Republican patriot, yay, America, oh, okay, we get your vote. No, nope, no, 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 no. You're going to have to prove it to us. You're going to have to prove it to us from now on. It's just the way it is. So Candace uh, Taylor, gubernatorial candidate for the state of Georgia, will be joining us very, very soon. And uh, I've got a great list of questions here for her, some of which I have put down, some of which you have sent me, but altogether great questions. And we're going to do 
exactly what we said we or what we just did. We are going to find out if Candace Taylor is a rhino or if she is a conservative who's going to do who's going to make change and who's going to uh, who's going to uh, do right for the people of Georgia. And she'll be joining us soon. But before she joins us, I do want to talk about um, this anything but infrastructure bill and this budget bill coming up. Okay, uh, Nancy Pelosi called all Democrats and and or all the House back to to vote on these on these bills. However, they're going to lump these bills together. I told you that the other day. They're putting together both of these bills at one time. Problem is, she got major pushback. She got major major pushback, folks. And from nine Democrats, nine specific Democrats, who said, we do not want to vote for both bills. We don't want to vote for both bills at the same time. We want you to split the bills up. Nancy Pelosi said no. And they said, well, we're not going to vote for them then. And we're, not, and, and we're just going to hold it up. And Nancy Pelosi said, we're, vote, we're voting, for, voting for both bills at the same time. And you're not going to split them. And it looked like we were going to have a victory there where no bill was going to be voted on. But guess what happened? Guess what happened, ladies and gentlemen? There is enough Republican support in the House to override the nine Democrats who don't want to vote for these bills together. The budget bill and the infrastructure bill. Can you believe that? You believe there's enough dem- enough Republicans who are going to vote or who want to vote for both bills at the same time so they're going to override it anyway? That's crazy stuff, guys. That is crazy stuff, and this is this is exactly why I told you that we need to start vetting these people more properly. We need to vet these people deeper, which is exactly why I'm so glad that that reporter ran up on Kevin Kiley like that because I was starting to hear a lot. Folks, I was starting to hear a lot about Kevin Kiley. A lot. I think there, there was a lot of support behind him. And after that video came out, you run like that, There's no I, there, your support has to stop. Your support has to stop. Now... One thing that I'm going to talk about with Candace Taylor when she comes on, which she's almost here now, just got a message from her, is we're going to talk about the symposium, because she was at the symposium. We're going to talk about what her takeaway is from the symposium. Symposium. Uh, she met a lot of people there, and that's what it's all about, knowing people, to make sure you can affect real change. And she's got a lot to say about what happened at the symposium. So I cannot wait to have her on. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Candace Taylor. Live from America, right after this. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night, and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial right now. Retailers have canceled my pillow. And to thank you for your support, I'm going to pass the savings directly on to you. Go to MyPillow.com right now to get deep discounts on all my pillow products. For example, you can get my premium my pillows regularly $69.98, now just $29.98, the lowest price ever. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit 
Hey guys, always showing love to Mike Lindell, always showing love to MyPillow.com. So I got a very, very special guest tonight. Of course, as promised, we're going to be bringing on gubernatorial candidate for Georgia, the Peach State, uh, Candace Taylor. And I just seen that she joined. So Candace, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm well. Oh, I got you there. Can you see us? Can you hear us? Everything all right? I can I can hear you. I can hear you, but that's okay if you can't see. As long as you can hear. Yep, I'm good. Okay, because we can see you too. So how are you? It's good to uh, it's good to finally get you on the show. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm great. I am wonderful. I had COVID about five weeks ago, four weeks ago, and I have a lot of antibodies, and I feel very confident right now because I overcame it. So I'm great. So can I ask you how you uh, how you overcame it? Did you take any therapeutics like uh, you know remdesivir or ivermectin or anything like that, or did you just use the good old fashioned glory of God to come to to overcome COVID nineteen? Definitely, the glory of God helped me because I'm telling you, I had COVID pneumonia that wanted to put me in the hospital. I was very sick, but I did ivermectin the first day and did it for like five days, and then I also did the vitamin C and azithromycin and zinc and vitamin d3 and an aspirin and i'm actually still on all of that all the vitamins and the aspirin just because the blood clots associated with it. i haven't had any but just in case and i was doing breathing treatments with albuterol so i feel a lot better my husband was really sick too and we just thank the lord breathing is something that's vital it's it's crazy how this man-made virus attacked in a different way than I've ever, I haven't been sick in five years. I never get sick, but it, it just, it felt different. And I don't know if y'all have had COVID before, if you felt like that, it just, it didn't feel natural sickness. It felt like man-made to me. Yeah. Well, the, I have, I've had friends, uh, close friends who've had it and overcame it pretty much the same way you did, but they said it was different. They said it wasn't, they can't really compare it, you know, to a bad flu. They've had flus that feel felt worse, but this just felt different and they overcame it, you know, within, you know, a week or so. And, uh, but I can see how it could affect old people. I mean, when you're dealing with man-made stuff like this from Tony the Rat Face Fauci, uh, you'll ne- <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. Um, so anyway, uh, I got a whole bunch of questions for you tonight. We've had a lot of requests for you to come on the show. Everybody, if you're watching, please get these shares out there right now. Let's get this up to you know 10,000 people watching so that we can get eyes and ears on what uh, the plans are for Georgia. But before we get started... I just got to say one thing that, that your website caught my eye while I was reading through it. And while I was researching, doing as much as I could, all my homework on you, I came across this same saying over and over and over again. Jesus, guns, and babies. What's that all about? <laughs> well, so I was in Calhoun, Georgia, which is in North Georgia, and I was speaking in front of Marjorie Taylor Greene. It was the first time I met Marjorie, and I had a, like a five minute to get out my message, and God's done that a lot. I was running for U.S. Senate last year. This is when I got this given to me from the Lord. He gave me drain the swamp, the whole thing one time. He gave me morality over money. He kind of gives me these little little phrases that are catchy. But anyway, I was up there and I said, you know, I'm going to protect conservative Christian values. I'm going to put Jesus, guns, and babies first. And I'm going to protect it every single time. And they just went crazy over that. And Marjorie came up after and she said, yeah, what Candace said, Jesus, skins and babies. This is who we are as conservatives. And the AJC was there, New York Times. Yeah. New York Times was there. And they quoted her and not me and made me so mad. I was like, I 
said that. God gave that to me. But it just kind of <laughs> stuck. And it really is kind of a, a bedrock of conservative values. To We want to, to worship Jesus. We want to keep our Second Amendment right. Because we could have tyrannical government, we're kind of seeing that now, try to mandate things and force things upon us. And we're going to protect life, and we want to protect our children. And all the way from conception, all the way until they're grown, we don't want human trafficking, we don't want abortion. So I think it just kind of it kind of encompasses who we are. Yeah. Well, I love that. And, I, and like I said, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, that should be a shirt. Everybody should be wearing those shirts. So maybe that's... We maybe... have it on the back of my shirt. I'll have to send you one. <laughs> okay, yeah, make sure, because I'd love to wear it. Um, you went to Mike Lindell's symposium. I saw you there live, and, and um, I got to ask you, uh, we're, all, we're all dying to know firsthand what it was like. I know you met a lot of people there. That's you, We spoke about that. But being there and seeing the information real time like you saw and, and, and hearing some of these crazy stories like what happened in Colorado with that, uh, the clerk's office being raided and all that. Do you think that Mike, Symposi- Mike Lindell's symposium got across the message that it was trying to get out? Do you think that the stuff that we needed to hear came out of there or do you think it was held down and, 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 and attacked too hard for the real message to come out? What's your personal opinion there? All of the above. So I think that, you know, it brought awareness again and brought the election back to the forefront of American society. We had like 50 million people watching. So it brought it back and it said, listen, there's all this fraud, all this happened. And Arizona is the only one with an audit and they're fighting right now to even get the results revealed. And Wisconsin's, you know, on the brink of starting one and Michigan's getting closer and Georgia's back here getting on my nerves. And so I think it just you know, kind of solidified that for the country. Like, we're not giving up. Patriots are not over this. In fact, we're more riled up than we were before. The left says they're woke because they don't use good grammar, but the right is awake, and we're not going back to sleep, and we are going to do it peacefully, but we are demanding an audit, and it's the will of the people. Our government is for the people, by the people. It is our government. And just because the legislators say no, it's not their choice to say no. And so we're pushing back in a way that's not insurrection, that they try to say lies that wasn't, we're doing it in ways to show, no, this is going to be peaceful, but this is our country, and we are going to take it back. And so I think that was powerful. It was powerful being with all these data experts and being with all these auditing teams all over the country. They have done so much work. My campaign manager works on a national team and a Georgia team, and, and she, she was just amazed herself. I mean, if she was here, she would tell you just getting everybody together that you've been on Telegram with or on Zoom with and, and going back and forth and doing and seeing what we saw in our country, it it's just, it's overwhelming. And then they got into the nitty gritty for the nerd geeks and went into all the data and showed just a million ways the system could have been hacked and was hacked. And, it, it, you know, it's not forensic data because it's not done in an outside, with outside secure agency and and allies and so it can't be used for court and that's my thing yes we know that fraud was there and it's wonderful to show it we need the american people to know but we need these audits because they take it and it's forensically done it's like a crime scene it is a crime scene it's the worst crime that's ever been committed against america and so they're taking this the evidence and they're dissecting it and they're getting out the truth we have to have that in these states every one of them I 100% agree. Here's the thing. The, the Democrats that stole this election, which they did, we all know it, they never thought that we would take it this far as conservatives because they're so used to saying, racist, and then we stop in our tracks. We don't know what to do from there. That, that's the GOP. 
the grand old party, but they're not they're not used to this grand new party. They're not used to this new this new conservative Christian that's got two that's that's saying nope, enough is enough. And they didn't think we would take it this far. Um, but let's get right into some questions. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. It's not it's not a Republican Democrat issue. It's an American patriot issue. Either you love our country or you don't. And they're saying, you know, before when Hillary didn't win and she was pitching a temper tantrum and they said, Oh, there's there's cheating. The reason why they didn't get as far as we're getting is because there's not as many of them. That's just the hardcore truth. Georgia's not purple. It's definitely not blue. It's very red. But we have, for years, since 2002, had electronic voting implemented into Georgia. We're the first state to do that. Other states followed us. And I hate it that we would pioneer that reckless movement. But there has been probably some level of cheating this whole time that we have not been aware of. We've just been blind eye, working, doing our job, paying taxes, and we didn't know. But now that we know, and we know that it has not been this close, I feel like they've been using fear of a Democrat winning, or of, if you don't elect this person that has name recognition, we're going to lose our we're going to lose our control. You know, as a Republican Party, I think it's lies. I think every bit of it's lies. Um, Georgia's probably seventy five to eighty percent conservative. And they're lying to us, and I think it's happening all over our country. I do too. I think I think you're a thousand percent right. Um, all right, I got a, I got a, a a bunch of questions that I want to get through. We're going to take a break after a couple of them, then we'll come back uh, and finish them out. But uh, one thing that the live from America audience is used to seeing is real people answer real questions. So far, we've got a great track record of people running for governor and other uh, and other. Elected seats that come here and they don't dance around questions like politicians. And I think that's the great thing about this new movement and all of us getting involved. So my first question is, why are you getting involved? Why did you run for Senate? Why did you run? Why are you running for governor? I mean, and and meaning what I mean by that is, where were you when you made this decision? What was the straw that broke the camel's back that said, okay, I've spent my life in education, I'm, I'm, I'm a public servant really that way, but I need to get involved this way. What, what, what was it? Why are you doing it? <clears throat> All right, quick, and we'll try to answer these questions quick and, and to the point. Okay. So U.S. Senate, I ran, I got my Ph.D. in counseling. Dr. Ben Carson spoke when I got my when I had my commencement and got my degree. And he said, if you don't get involved, we're going to lose our country. He talked about political correctness. He talked about only lawyers being in office. And it resonated with me. I felt the Holy Spirit. It went on to several years later. I was in the Capitol building, and I felt like I was going to be a U.S. senator. And I told my husband, he said, you probably will. And so I ended up, when Isaacson got sick and they had a special election, I decided I was going to run. I really got ticked off because Brian Kemp appointed Kelly Leffler, who wasn't from Georgia, had only lived here a few years. She's not a mother. She doesn't. She's a billionaire. And, you know, it's nothing wrong with millionaires and billionaires. That's the American dream. Power, wonderful, more power to you. But... We need a representative republic. That's what we have. That's what our founding fathers created. And we need people to represent us, not making stock market deals because your husband owns a stock market. All that stuff's got to stop. So that's why I ran for Senate. And I decided to run for governor because I don't want to live in China. (laughs) And that's basically how I feel in Georgia right now. I feel like they've invaded our elections. I feel like Hollywood is trying to tell us what to do and, and change the fabric of my Bible Belt state that loves Jesus, guns, and babies, and I'm not having it. I won't stay in South Georgia while two crooks hijack my state. So, you, okay, so you touched on something there that I wanted to, that I want to kind of go off the script here. You said you don't want to live in China, and that's what you're feeling like living in Georgia. Is that saying that your opinion is that you believe that Kemp, Raffensperger, Sterling, the entire upper echelon there, are basically working for the better of the CCP rather than the American people? 
a factual person. And so I try not to be a conspiracy theorist, although I have a PhD in philosophy could be perceived as conspiracy. <laughs> so but I will say this. Our governor met with the Chinese consulate four times before Dominion was signed on. Uh -huh. And I don't really understand why. The governor, I understand Georgia, has, has, we have ports and there's you know trade with China. But he flew to Texas. He brought the consulate into the governor's mansion. My thing is the, the national federal government is there to deal with foreign affairs. And Georgia should be taken care of by the governor of Georgia. Amen. We shouldn't be worrying about China. And so... I'm concerned about that. I'm concerned about the last meeting and 17 days later, they signed on Dominion for over $100 million in Georgia. There's a lot of concerns. And a lot of people say that, yes, um, he was involved with, with China and, and they were involved in our elections. And I've heard it from people who have hardcore evidence. So, yeah, I feel like China has influence in Georgia that doesn't need to be here. Well, that's a good answer. I, I, I agree with everything you said. we got to make sure that we... I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire. So we always got to follow smoke, and that doesn't make you a conspiracy theorist. At the same time, we got to deal in facts, and and what we know now, that way we can make a, a strategic plan. Uh, to, to and I learned when I ran for Senate, Jeremy. I learned money talks, and these people. You know, I really felt like when I ran for Senate, is socialism is taking over, and people just love money. Yeah. As I run for governor, I thought communism is taking over, and people love power. Power, they are more addicted to, almost like a rat on crack, than they're addicted <laughs> to anything else. They love that power. And what they don't understand is the power comes from the people. Yeah. And if we strip that power from them through recalls, through this audit, through whatever we have to do to secure our elections, to get them voted out or get them recalled out, they'll understand the power was never theirs. Yeah. The power was the people's. Well, and, and we're making them, we're, we're reminding them of that. You brought up Dominion. So let's go, let's talk about Dominion. I don't know what your state, how your state is run with, with the hierarchy there, how it, who makes the final decisions about these things. But one of my questions was, and I know everybody's asking in the comment section, if you're governor, will you do everything in your power to get rid of electronic voting machines and go back to paper? Yeah, I'm doing that right now already. So absolutely, yes. So I'm working as hard as I can work to get rid of this mess. I want paper ballots with thumbprint recognition. Um, this is ridiculous. We should not have such a complicated process that we can't understand it, that normal people can't understand. One plus one plus one plus one equals four, not 100 and not negative 10. Mm. And it's out of control. It should be simple. It should not be complicated. This is our highest right of our land. It's so, so, so important. And I want it gone. You know, I've said this already to Georgia legislators. All these lawyers we've elected and you can't one of you find a breach of contract and so i had one of the lawyers not in office find several breaches in contract and sent it to me so i could send it to them and say here they are but you know it's silly this is all silly i mean we shouldn't even be that's why it's power and it's driven by power and money because they could have already fixed this yeah i agree I agree. Well, we're going to take a quick per uh, break for TV purposes, but we're going to be right back with more with uh, Candace Taylor uh, running for governor in Georgia right after this. And Candace, we're really, I just want to go to social media real quick because I know there's a lot of people in here that are, you know, they love you. Okay, I, don't, I, know you, I know you're used to this. I know you got people who love you, but really people just, I mean, they're saying, go girl, you go Candace. Really what they wanted to hear was that you wanted to get rid of Dominion. And I just, the, the audience here, it is a very, very 
action item audience. You know, they we, we do homework here. We call senators here. We call representatives here together. We call them on air. We hold people accountable. And the people that are here in, in this audience are the same type of people that would that you're talking about. They're you, they're me, the regular people getting up and, and doing something about it. And uh, um, I, I want to know, while we're just sitting here talking on break here, um, why don't you have a bigger name? Why, why is somebody like Vernon Jones, which we're going to talk about when we come back, why does he got such a big name and, and somebody like you doesn't when you're clearly, clearly more down to earth like the rest of us? <clears throat> Money. It's money. Money. You know, he can buy, he can buy airtime. He, they pay $20,000 to speak at the Georgia uh, convention, our Republican convention. They pay 20 grand to speak for three minutes. I'm not paying that. And I could have, but I didn't. I'm not, I'm not, that's ridiculous. You know, I'm, I'm taking money from working class America, a dollar, $10. Some of them get 5,000, but it's their hard earned money. And it's like a pay to play mm. and I'm not paying to play. Yeah. I'm just not. I, I really don't even want to go on commercials. Yeah. Well, no. I I hear you. You know what? I I think uh, I think all of you people running for governor, like Joe Blystone and and Garrett Saldano, and and, and a lot of people in in these you know states in the Midwest, I would like to see you guys get together. Maybe uh you know we do an interstate marketing plan together to get people to know who you all are. Using you know what I mean because a lot of people in Michigan have family members in Georgia who might not know who you are. There's a lot of people in Georgia who have family members in Michigan who don't know who Garrett is. You know and I and I, th- I think and Jamie, we need to work together. It's growing because of people like you. I mean exactly. seriously, it's blown up. I mean really like from nothing to because of conservative media. We don't people don't trust mainstream media anymore. That's yeah. what they're listening to. Yeah. All right, we're back with more Live from America and Candace Taylor. We've got a lot of questions to get through, um, so let's get to the next question on my list, and it is this. Do you agree with your state of Georgia taking in thousands of Afghan refugees when there's still thousands of Americans stuck in Afghanistan? Now, I, I, I know we're Christians. I know we have to help everybody. But if we can't, if we don't have a foundation, if we don't have a basement under our house, our house is going to fall. That's my opinion. What's your opinion on what Governor Kemp is doing, bringing in these refugees? I think he needs to listen to the will of the people. And the will of the people is no. It's no. Our southern borders in crisis. They're taking people that's been held, and now they're doing, you know, getting them out everywhere in these big cities. We've already had a huge crisis, and now you want to go bring people overseas here for another crisis. I think if America wants to intervene, which I'm not saying they should, but if they choose to do that at the federal government level, then they need to intervene there. They need to help them in their country and get them established there. You don't just ship people over here. That, no. We can't take care of Georgia right now. Like I said, we need a forensic audit. We have a divided state because people don't understand. They're being lied to by mainstream media. We need to take care of ourselves. I'm in public school, and I'm in a small school system that has, you know, most children are taken care of, or the church will take care of them, and we really do the work of the Lord, and we take care of people. But even in that, we have kids that do not have adequate living arrangements. They, they go to bed hungry. And so if it happens here, I'm going to tell you, I've been all over the state of Georgia, and it happens every single county have, have these issues. We have our own children that need support and help. We cannot take care of other people like that. So my thing is, yes, I'm a Christian. I love Jesus. I mean, I have a relationship with him. He is number one. I will make all decisions, but I pray. And if he says to me, you should open your home to a family, I will do that. 
But do you know how many people have that heart? Do you know how many people would have the ability and monetarily to do that? Right. I and mean, that's, that's a big undertaking. And it's not the government's job to even take care of American children. It should be the church's job, much less take care of children from another country. We cannot take care of the world. You're right. The foundation is not there. You can't take care of everybody. You can't. And God doesn't expect us to. He expects us to pray. He expects us to do our part and what we can, which I think would be helping set up where they are so they'll be safe. And probably they don't want to move to America. They probably most of them want to stay in their native their native country. So it, it's like America sticking their nose where it doesn't belong. Yeah, well, that's what we do best with uh, with top brass in, in the Pentagon and with incompetent, uh, illegitimate leaders like we have. Um, Vernon Jones, let's talk about him for a minute. He's got a lot of star power, right? He's known as the Democrat who flipped to Republican, and he surfed, crowd surfed at a Trump rally, and he got his major 15 minutes of fame and then kept riding that out, but for some reason still does not have the endorsement of the clear leader of the party, which is President Donald J. Trump. Let me ask you, um, I'm not trying to get into dirty politics here in any way, shape, or form. I just want to ask you, do you think that the people of Georgia should fear if somebody like Vernon Jones were to win against Brian Kemp? Do you think that they should fear that? 1,000% yes. Why? 1,000% yes. So, I, you know, I try not to talk about my opponents. I don't, I, don't, I don't like to talk about them. I like to talk about what I want to do and what I want to fix. But I will. I'll tell you how I feel about Vernon. Vernon needs to prove himself if he's a conservative because his record is horrendous. Awful. He's been accused of things that I help put people in jail for as a school counselor. He has a bad tra- track record, obviously, with voting because he's been a Democrat forever. He's a 30-year politician. I thought we were getting away from establishment politicians. So he's like a shiny object, like mm. a shooting star. Mm-hmm. that's going to burn out quick, and it's coming. He's already fizzling out. I'm, I'm seeing it all over the state. So it's coming. But Vernon has a lot of explaining to do and a lot of proving to do. And Governor, the highest okay, – let me tell you what I have a problem with. If you go watch his video from the Heartbeat Bill, when he was arguing against it, not wanting it as a Democrat, and now he stands up and says – it's because it didn't go far enough all the way to conception. I don't I don't deal with lies. I, I will tell you the truth every time. I may be wrong. You may not agree with me. I believe iron sharpens iron, and I can grow and change perspectives if I need to in some areas. But for you to blatantly lie, I don't know. And he's doing that all over Georgia and telling people the heartbeat bill didn't go far enough. But in his speech, he was clear. He told the House Speaker, Ralston, that, what are you going to do if you push this bill? Your party will end up being taken over by the Democrat Party and maybe even by Vernon Jones as a Democrat if you push this bill. That's not a man who says the bill don't go far enough to conception. That's a man who says if you push your agenda, this pro-life agenda, that I'm going to take over this. I'm going to be Speaker of the He even said, I might be Speaker of the House or higher. Well, that's what he did. The, Republican, the Democrat Party was trying to censure him, did censure him, and had all kind of issues there. So he flipped Republican and is now running for the highest seat in Georgia. And I don't understand how conservatives are buying into it. I don't. I don't understand. Um, he's made several comments about me that I've never I've never voted and, and passed legislation. How can I be the governor of Georgia? Well, 60% of the budget of edu- is education. 
and I know where to cut so teachers can have autonomy to do their job and not be controlled by bureaucracy in our government in Georgia and waste money. They don't want it. Well, and and so, that's the reason that I asked you the question, too, and I, and I was hoping that the audience or you didn't think that I was trying to get you to talk bad about Vernon. I'm learning, too. You know, I'm learning through interviews. I don't live in Georgia, right? I have a lot of friends in Georgia, obviously, but I don't live there. So I wanted to know what Georgia, and I, and I got to tell you, I went to, when I went, the last time I went to Georgia, and I'll be there again in a couple weeks, a lot of people were telling me what you're telling me. And I didn't know that. And it seems like, it almost seems like he's getting a pass on a lot of stuff, and people really aren't vetting him in the way that we want to vet people from now on. And I just want people to know the truth out there. About everybody. That's why, and I don't know if Vernon, I've invited Vernon on the show. I don't know if he'd ever come on here or not, because I would ask him these things. I'd be like, well, what about this? This is this is being said about you. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. What's going on? But I'm not even hearing those questions from anybody when he goes on their show. From anybody. No, I'm, I'm going to tell you something else. The, the ones that he goes on, that they ask him questions, he hollers and gets very ugly and, and rude. And I've had multiple, uh, hundreds of text messages sent to me with private messages where he's attacked my supporters, him himself. I mean, he's very hot-headed. He is. But I will say this. Vernon, what bothers me, the heartbeat bill thing and him lying, but the second thing that bothers me is he constantly plays the race card. He says, I'm black, I'm black, I'm black, and I can beat Stacey Abrams, and I'm black, I'm black. And, you know, that is not what we need right now is more divisiveness with color. Dr. King, who is from Georgia, he said, we judge a man by the content of his character, not the color of his skin. Amen. I don't care if Vernon's black or purple. The content of his character needs to be proved in Georgia. Amen. Hey, and, and I, I agree with you 100%. This is what we need. These are the kind of, we need to dig like this if we're going to give our vote to anybody anymore. Because if we're going to fight to safeguard our elections and we're going to fight to safeguard our votes, one vote meaning one vote for one person, and that, that's the way it's counted, then we need to make sure that that vote counts. And I, and, and I'll, and I, give, I will give Vernon the, uh, the same, I'll afford him the same kind of, you know, uh, common courtesy to ask him these questions. And if I run into Kemp, well, I don't know if I'd afford him the same common courtesy. Maybe I would. I'm not sure. But uh, uh, I, I, I want people's real. I, I want to talk to people without just doing a five-minute interview so we can really get to know each other so that people can get to know you. Uh, this isn't like a typical show. So uh, another question for you here. Do you think Joe Biden is a legitimate president right now? <clears throat> Absolutely not. And, you know, it's been said by Jenna Ellis and other people that, you know, there's no way – for it'd be, the election to be overturned, you'd have to impeach Biden. No. The Constitution says duly elected. Correct. Why can't people understand the Constitution? It's not rocket science. Our, our founding fathers wrote it beautifully. It doesn't contradict itself. It says duly elected. If he's not duly elected, then he's not president. Correct. And fraud vitiates I've, everything. I've seen too much fraud. I've seen, I've seen, listen, I've seen the data. I've watched the videos. Did you watch the videos in the in the CNN Center, the, the State Farm Arena in Georgia, where they rescan ballots over and over and over? Did you see that? I did. I, I did. I've seen, I've seen Cobb County that's missing two hundred fifty thousand votes mm-hmm. from the recount. Mm-hmm. It's one county. So you guys. So so. <clears throat> um. Okay. So you become governor. Let's 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 talk about. Let's put it out there in the universe. You become governor. Fulton County is clearly your most fraudulent county in the state of Georgia. Clearly, right? How 
do you, as governor, start holding Fulton County, the city of Atlanta, the biggest fraudsters in that in that state? How do you hold them accountable? How do you put pressure on them in a, in, a, in a way that Governor Kemp is not in order to keep things in line there? How do you, how do you do that? Well, I think first of all, there's two things major I want to tackle in Georgia. One is sex trafficking because Atlanta is one of the top cities, if not the top city, and it shouldn't be happening. In Amen. Atlanta. Should not be happening. And, you know, if the punishment was swift and quick, they wouldn't come to Georgia to do that. If they knew they were going to get death penalty and it wasn't going to be waiting forever, they might quit trafficking children. Same thing with the election. The elections, our right to vote is our highest right in our land. Without our right to vote, we lose our whole country. We can argue about everything else. It won't matter if our right to vote isn't secure. So the punishment for any tampering should be severe and swift. And if it was, they wouldn't cheat. Same thing. You know, in, in public education, we have standardized testing. And about mm, 10 years ago, we still were bubbling on Scantrons and not doing everything on the computer like we are now. Probably a lot more cheating because it's on the computer, right? But when they were bubbling, they had eraser marks. They had machines that would read, and there would be eraser. Too many erases wasn't to know. Somebody's, like, changing these answers. Principals, counselors, student test coordinators, teachers went to prison, went to jail, got arrested, got tried to go to prison because they cheated on a standardized test. Do you think that that's more important than our right to vote and voting? It's absolutely insane to me. <clears throat> so a lot of people want to put some support behind you. I can see it in the comments. A lot of people want to put yard signs out. A lot of people want to help and, and and help donate and get your name out there. I'm literally looking through these comments. There's so many people from Georgia here that say we need to get her out name out there more. Um, is is going to your website the best way that somebody can, can can somebody can reach out to you and say, hey, send me a bunch of yard signs. I'm going to plaster my town with them. What is the best way that people can get involved to help get your name out there even even more? <clears throat> Yeah, so CandiceTaylor.com. My name, you know, my first name is K-A-N-D-I-S-S. Taylor.com. You can go on my website and you can sign a form to 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 volunteer. You can request signs, and my my deputy campaign manager checks that, and she'll get that out. You can contribute. I, you know, a dollar, five dollars, ten, whatever doesn't hurt you. I don't want it to hurt your budget. I'm on a budget. Me and my husband are both educators. So I never want to hurt you, but yes, we have to have money. I mean, that's why you asked during the break, Jeremy, about Vernon and why his name is out there. Well, he has money. He can pay $20,000 to speak for three minutes. I don't do that. So it, it's, it's about money, and it's ridiculous. In fact, I want to see campaign laws change. Governor Kent had them upped. He had something called a leadership pack. You can put endless money in, and he had the the limit moved to 7,000 per donation. When, when I represented, it was 2,800 per person. So it, it's insane, Georgia, and the amount of money you can give. And you don't need that much money to run a campaign. And so basically they pay for their seat because they, they're able to blast signs and blast media and, and do it in a way that somebody like me that's normal can't get my name out. But what they underestimated was the power of conservative media like you, Jeremy, uh -huh. that's out here now, and people don't trust mainstream media, and this is where people are going to get their news, and they're actually hearing from real people, and they're they're tired of it. The people want to be represented by somebody like them, which is 
Power Country was established. And so they're choosing people like me. I'm running because nobody else is stepping up that I trust. And I want to be represented by somebody normal, not somebody that's going to give me a lot of bull and take money and make backroom deals. And that's why I'm running. So, yeah, I mean, we're going to, we're going to raise money. We got to. So if y'all can give, I would love that. Also, if you get to save Georgia, if you're from Georgia, there's notices there that you can send to all the Georgia legislators. It's very, very detailed on how to do that. I would love for you to do that to demand an audit in Georgia. We've got to keep putting pressure on them. I, told, I had a senator tell me this week at the symposium, he was the only one there. He said he had a sack about this high on his desk of notices and affidavits demanding an audit. And so that's the will of the people. And we have to keep pushing. We can't stop. Yeah, no, 100%. That's, and, and people are under, like you said, people are underestimating the power of conservative media. And we're out there everywhere. It's just a matter of where we landed after we were banned from our platforms. But we're growing and, and it's getting and bigger. So, uh, you're going to be joining us in Georgia, in Cartersville, Georgia, at Creekside Fellowship Church on September 2nd. I am so excited to meet you. So, folks, if you're in Georgia, if you're coming to the show anyway, just know that Candace will be there. She'll be there. You can meet her. You can ask her questions. I'm sure that she would answer them just like she's answering them right here. I know she's got a five-step process into getting a forensic audit done on her website, so make sure you go to CandaceTaylor.com and check that out as well. She's one of us. She's one of us, folks, and um, and I'm going to do everything I can to help her uh, get her name out there even more. And without saying, I mean, you've told me, but we're not going to tell anybody, you got some big news coming up. you got some great things that are happening here in the near future, and you're going to come back on the show and tell us all about them, including don't you have a show coming up uh, with uh, Brad Barton's going to be there and Lynn Wood's going to be there. Don't you have some kind of event coming up in the Midwest yes. somewhere? You want to talk about that quick? Yes, September 11th, Brad Barton, Candace Owens, Lynn Wood, Gerald Flynn, Mike Lindell, Josh Barnett from Arizona, one of my best friends who's running for Congress out there. We're going to all be together and a bunch more. i got um, John Lemon. There's so many. I can't name them all. But we're going to be together. It's a three-day event in Kentucky. You can go to Brad Barton's website, and you can buy tickets. And y'all should come. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be amazing. And actually, that's the day that we're going to do Strike Back. And so, Jeremy, have you heard about Lynn? talking about this since yesterday. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Tell me. Yeah, so Leon Wood had a God idea yesterday. He called to tell me, and I mean, I could feel the Holy Spirit. I was like, this is a God idea. But he got the idea. He woke up. He's been praying for several weeks. He, he wanted me to do some rallies all over Georgia demanded an audit, and Leon's going to come and, and do the rallies with me. And we're still going to do that. And we have like four lined up. But um, he said that he just couldn't get let go about there's something more I need to do. And he woke up yesterday morning and, you know, he has a foundation called Fight Back that he does a lot of legal stuff with. But he had this idea about Strike Back. And his daddy was a union worker. And how you get things done is going on strike. And I said, Lynn, you're exactly right. That's how you get people's attention is you hit them in the pocketbook. Yep. So he wants to, he's creating a website and he, he already has created it. You can go to his telegram and read about it. But basically... We're going to get whatever we need for our basic needs stocked up. In September 11th, we're going to go on strike, and we're not going to support any liberal business making you wear a mask, trying to do a mandate, trying to control you in any way. We're, we're not going to support anything except mom-and-pop shops that are conservative indefinitely. I don't know, until until the country decides that the patriots, um, they need our money. 
Okay, we're going to hurt them in their, we're gonna hurt them in their pocket. Boots. Well, I don't know how I didn't know about that because that's what I preach here every single day. If you got a, if you got a work that says, oh, we're mandating vaccines and mandating masks, everybody in that factory walk out and it'll be fixed in a week. If you got a school that's doing it, everybody walk out and it'll be fixed in a week. I constantly preach hitting them in their wallet. So I don't know how I didn't know about that, but I would like to, to learn, to, to work with you guys on that and, and, and bring awareness. Um, you need to get on board, and he'll he'll give you a shout out. He will get a list of patriots that's on board with it, and we're promoting it on all of our media and getting it out. And we're going to strike back. And you know they can't say it's insurrection, and they can't say you know we're doing something that's wrong. We can choose where we spend our money, and we can talk together and show them the will of the people. And that's what we're going to do. Well, and hopefully by our new friendship, you can help me get Lynn Wood on the show. I've wanted to get him on for quite a while, and I'd love to pick his brain. So maybe you can throw me back a bone there. That'd be great. I, I sure will, Jeremy. I'll get him on. He'd love to come on. Well, great. Is there anything else that you would like to say to the people before we adjourn today? Well, this is what I always end with. So I am just like you. I'm normal. I, I'm going to protect Jesus, guns, and babies. I'm going to put morality over money every single time. And I'm going to be a governor for the people. I've been a public servant my whole career, and I'm going to serve the people. It's not about, you know, they say, we need good leadership. The Constitution says public servant and trustee. And if we don't trust you and you're not serving the people, you need to take your tail to the house. So my name's Candace Taylor. I'm the one you've been waiting for. <laughs> That's great. Um, would you would you end us in a different way? Can you end us with a prayer today, Candace, if, if you could? I'd love to. Yes, oh, okay. I'd love to. Jesus, Jesus, I just thank you so much for Jeremy Harrell and his heart and Life for America and that you just grow this, you grow this media because it is glorifying you and it's glorifying your country. America belongs to you, Father. And we just thank you for all of his listeners. I just speak peace over their household. I plead the blood of Jesus over them for safety against this virus and anything else that will attack them from the enemy. And we just thank you for prosperity for all of us and that we just walk in your will and your, in your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, Candace, thank you very much. We're going to have you back on with some news after maybe next week, the week after. I know you got some big things coming up, so will you please come back and update yeah. us on what happens? I would love to. We might have a really special Jeremy Martin and it's like, okay, you have to come in day. So we'll see. I'll let you know how it goes, and then I'll tell you, and you can decide. Okay. Well, God bless you, dear. Have a great evening with your family, and we'll talk soon. Thank you. Thank you. See you later. And I think that was a pretty, I, I think that was a, uh, a pretty successful um, interview there. And I asked her some pretty hard questions there. I mean, I, straight, do you think Joe Biden, Biden is, an, is a legitimate president? That's a very straightforward answer. I mean, it's a very straightforward question that, that should garner a very straightforward answer. Unfortunately, for some people running for governor, that is not a very straightforward answer. They dance around it or they just say, yeah, he's, he's, he was certified. And what I like about the people that I'm bringing on the show is that they are very matter-of-fact and they answer the questions right away. That's why I want to keep them on for an hour. I just don't want to keep them on for 15 minutes, 20 minutes. I want to keep them for as long as I possibly can, regardless of commercial breaks or anything like that, so that we can get out of them the real Candace Taylor or the real Garrett Saldana or the real Joe Blystone or the real John Whitman or whatever. And we do that. And I, it's, it's, it shows a lot of character. It shows a lot of character. Um, folks, I do want to say something before I go. <laughs> You're going to love this. 
Uh, hold on, let me bring this up on my phone. There are, you know how all these different places are mandating that you have the jab before you go back to work there? And the Biden administration is telling you, hey, all these private businesses, make sure that you, that you push the vaccine. Calling the Pope, hey there, Pope, push the vaccine. I want to give you a list of places. There's seven places that you do not have to have the vaccine to work there. You ready for this? It's going to blow your mind. The White House. The White House. The one that Joe Biden is Ill- illegitimately occupying at this at this very moment. Well, he's probably not there, but you know what I mean. The White House, you do not need to, to, uh, to get a, a mandated vaccine to work there. The CDC, you do not need to get a mandated vaccine to work there. The FDA, you do not need to have a mandated vaccine to work there. The WHO, Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson. Those seven places, you do not need to show proof of a vaccine to apply for a job there. And it's very, very reminiscent of the poll that I showed you last week of the people with the highest in, uh, intelli- the highest intelligence, at least on paper anyway, people with PhDs are the ones that are staying away from the shot. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Thank you for allowing me to go over tonight, you guys. I know your time is precious, so I want to end the show the same way we always do and say it just like this. There are right ways and there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, keep your head up high, because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Please share the video once this is done, once again, just for good measure. And if you like what you see and you like what you hear, and go to jeremyharrell.com. Help grow the show. Rebirth of America. Been a long time coming and we all learned something that we won't ever give it up. No way. Long as I'm bleeding, I'ma never stop screaming that we first in America.